When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler, who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them, until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The comfort of home is something that, well, so many of us have experienced throughout our lives. There is something about simply being home that always brings a certain level of joy, comfort, and security to our hearts, our souls, and our minds. And I think that there's something in home that we find really just true that we oftentimes, or not oftentimes, oftentimes, we are not real sure if we will find in other places. Because when we go home, what we oftentimes experience is two realities. One, we want to be there. It's a place we desire to be. It's a place we desire to go back to. It's a place we desire to return to. But then on the other end, we also know that it's a place where we are wanted, where we are desired, and where we are seen and known. And I think that this reality of being home is one of the beautiful things that whenever the church lays out its teaching on the domestic church, reality that the parents of children, the father, the mother, are the primary educators of the faith, that I, as a priest, am simply support staff. That in many ways, in the work of evangelizing, the work of forming, the work of teaching and passing on the faith to our children, that I can do so much, but only so much. And much of it falls to parents. But I think why I bring this up in relationship to the Epiphany is because we hear about the Magi who come, and then upon entering the house, they do an interesting thing. They prostrate themselves, and it says that they do him homage. There's an interesting thing that happens here and why this day actually in the Eastern Church is more important than Christmas itself is because we see the divinity of Christ acknowledged. We see the reality of Christ as truly God acknowledged by these magi from the East. This is the first indication that the gospel will be opened up to all nations, not just to the Israelites, not just to the Jewish people, but everyone. 
And I think then it lays out for us also the reality of worship. That as we look at this particular image, who do we prostrate ourselves before? No one but God alone, or at least in other cultures, someone who we would proclaim to be some sort of divinity or to have some close association with divinity. And so whenever we see the Magi do homage, lay before the Lord, we see that they acknowledge that he is truly God. They're not just simply coming to acknowledge and, work and do homage to the newborn king of the Jews, but instead they come to do homage to the God of both Israel, but also the God of the entire universe, of the whole world. And I think that it is within worship that we truly find our home. It is only whenever we as human beings worship. It is only whenever we are live in thanksgiving, gratitude, admiration, adoration, and worship of God that we truly find our home. And it is because of a similar reality that we experience whenever we go home in the way that home teaches us how to worship in the way that home assures us of the love of those around us. Because whenever we go to worship, when we come to Mass, and we do homage, and we act in a similar manner to what the Magi do, while we typically don't prostrate ourselves at Mass, we do kneel. Whenever we do come to worship, worship is a place where we come, and that hopefully we desire. We all want God, whether we can express it in that way or not. The drug addict who is searching for the next hit is ultimately searching for God. Whenever we go to YouTube and go down that rabbit hole and follow the algorithm, we're desiring God. Whenever we try to escape to social media to find some sense of meaning, we're searching for God. Whenever we try to become the top in our career, our field, we're searching for God. Every attempt at longing of the human heart ultimately only finds its true fulfillment in God himself. That is the only place where we truly find it. And as we experience that, there's also on the other end. So that's what we desire. But then God also desires for us to be here. He desires to draw all to himself. That God truly desires for you to be here. He desires for your neighbors to be here. He desires for your family members who've fallen away from the faith to be here. As the Magi revealed to us by coming from the east, by coming from the land that is most foreign to the Israelite people, salvation has now been opened to all in Christ. The sinner and the saint alike. It has been opened to us. And that God desires us as reality that the Lord expressed from the cross. I thirst. Not for water, not for a drink of wine, but for you for me, for every human soul. He desires souls more than anything else. He desires your worship, your homage, your adoration. He wants you. This simple reality needs to be proclaimed again and again. And you probably get tired of hearing me repeat it, but I'm going to repeat it until it sinks home for me. Because it probably also needs to sink home for you. I know it certainly needs to be sunk home again and again for me. Yes, we desire to be here, hopefully. Even though oftentimes, truth be told, I don't always want to get up in the morning and celebrate Mass. I don't want to do my holy hour. I don't want to do my prayers. 
but in the end, I recognize that that is truly what my heart wants. Even if I, my, my emotions, my baser desires lead me otherwise. And then also to recognize that God desires to have me here. Even if I'm tired, even if I'm imperfect, even if I am incomplete and not quite the person I'm supposed to be yet, he still desires to have me. He still desires to have you and your lack and your insufficiency and your sinfulness. He does indeed desire you, desires me. And this fundamental reality is communicated to us on this Feast of the Epiphany. As the Magi from the East, that the Lord raises the star so that the Magi might be drawn to him. That he desires even for those who are most distant from the covenant to enter into the new covenant, the new testament, the new promise given not just to the Israelites, but to each and every human being. This is his desire for you. He desires for you to worship him. He desires for you to do homage for him. He desires for you to live in union with him, to truly be his friend, to enter into friendship with Christ. And in desiring you, you in return then can also ask yourself that if he thirsts for you, how are you going to satisfy that thirst that he has for you? <laughs>